Hello and welcome. This is the Regenerative Life Podcast, a space that's been curated to help you live, learn and lead in a way that's nourishing for you, kind to others and great for the planet too. I'm your host, Meg Berryman, and I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy that you're joining me for another episode. This episode is season four, episode eight, and I wanted to jump in and talk all about money, motherhood and making change. I was actually intending on running this as a masterclass series, but I know some of you aren't on socials and may not have access to the replay. And so I thought that I'd pop it on the podcast because turns out I have quite a lot to say about it. So as we're recording this, it is a rainy morning here in central Victoria. Um, I have just finished up a beautiful circle um, with the folks from Sacred Stewart and I'm feeling really good about settling in with a warm cup of coffee and getting deep about these things, particularly about money and making change. Um, So I wanted to just remind you that Unbound, which is my regenerative business biome, a six-month journey to really learn about the seeds of regenerative business and sow them into your life and your business, um, kicks off at the end of this month in October. And it's going to be such a beautiful uh, invitation for those stepping in to um, reorient business and work in a way that feels nourishing and sustainable and supportive. So if you are keen to learn a different way, if you've got an established business, jump onto my website, megberryman.com. And if you're just starting out and the seeds of your business are visiting you, um, reach out to me um, via email or DM or on Facebook, um, because we're thinking about running something concurrently alongside that bigger system, um, to support that as well. Um, also running another round of Embodied Changemaker in November and I loved running it last time. I can't wait to run it again. So that is all the invitations I have for you today. Let us dive into this conversation about money and making change. I really wanted to start the conversation with a story and I've uh, flip-flopped a little about sharing this story because um, it's still very present for me right now. Um, but I think it's important to name from what perspective I come from when I talk about money and um, to just name some of the things that are moving through me, my life and my business at the moment that are creating a generative force for me to reorient my relationship even more with money um, and to um, deepen my practice of regenerative living um, in all parts of my life. So this year has been... Well, it's been a big one for everyone, hasn't it? Um, but yesterday, I finally sat down with my accountant and we went through my figures um, and just made a bit of a plan. I'm at the moment um, knee deep in just building out some systems for my business. And the systems are really um, to provide some more scaffolding and a deeper root system. So I think about it as 
like the veins in the leaf to support flows of resources to and through my business ecosystem. And that's something um, that I'll talk a little bit more about soon, but I don't have, um, I guess when it comes to my business vision, I don't have these huge plans to build like a um, global empire. Like it's not what motivates me. Um, So this system support that I've been doing has been really forcing me to be super clear about um, what it is I'm in business for um, and how I can do everything from the operations to the ways that I'm working um, to what I'm teaching in a feminist and regenerative way and a way that is really true to my values around um, uh, empowering the folks that I work with, connecting them with themselves, the earth and others, and some other um, pieces as well. And so that has been going on. So part of that was looking at my finance systems and I sat down with my accountant yesterday and um, was nearly flawed and a little taken aback when I realized that I'd made more in the quarter, the last quarter of this year. So the first quarter of our financial year here in Australia than I had for the whole year last year. And I really say that from a place of like utter surprise um, because I knew that we were traveling well. I could feel that there was um, a deeper sense of regenerative flow in my business. I could name that there was more resources flowing through the system. I just um, hadn't put all the pieces together to name what that amount was in money in financial terms. And so I was really proud and um, and also I was really acutely aware of um, how having this conversation, the way that it's done online is often um, in a way that induces shame and induces um, comparison and competition, which is the antithesis of what me and my business are about. And so I flip-flopped about sharing that piece because I didn't want to um, to make, I guess, the financial success of my business mean more than the other aspects of which I'm deeply proud. And I shared a um, post about that on Instagram, which you can go and have a look at and on Facebook as well. Um, but there are many elements which I'm extremely proud of, um, that have tied into that number. Um, one of which being that, um, the growth has been really slow and steady. It's taken five years. Um, and not that it has to take that long, but for me, that enabled me to, um, raise my kids and, um, have that focus on my own inner regeneration uh, and really tend to my own safety and my building my nervous system's capacity to hold more complexity and ambiguity. Um, I've also been on an extremely deep journey, particularly this year, around um, really situating myself within my business ecosystem in a way that feels really supportive for me and therefore is going to be the most impactful for others, um, which has involved me um, really learning how to uh, work with groups um, in a way that's really supportive and connective for them um, and also in a way that uh, really allows me to maintain my energetic resources for um, 
have surplus of them so that they can be directed towards the places within my broader system where it is needed, um, including my family. And so there's this this one piece about um, growth in business in financial terms, but also this deeper root system and scaffolding that I'm building, um, which interestingly, we're kind of at that point in our own lives within our property as well. And within our relationships, I feel like the last few years has been about um, kind of building the blueprint and creating the spaces. Like in literal terms, I look at my garden, I'm looking at it right now. And the last couple of years has been about building more veggie beds, um, building more spaces and building the soil where we could grow from. And now that we've got that kind of growth and abundance coming through, now it's about supporting system so we've just installed an irrigation system for the summer um, watering takes like a huge amount of our time and we only we're on tank water so really using and stewarding those resources wisely um, has we haven't focused on that as a family until now um, and now it feels like oh it's not a stage or a cycle or a season of accumulating anymore or making more spaces it's a cycle and season of um, building out the root system root system and building um, flows to move from our system to other families to other communities um, to other businesses and continuing to make safe within our own bodies um, those tender younger parts, those tender younger younger seedlings, which still need tending to, um, because that is kind of lifelong. So, the background that has been going on during all of this has also been that my eldest daughter has been going through some really really big and challenging health stuff um, that has led to a really really difficult six months um and cycles of um needing to really um leave things unattended uh, drop balls should i say and put all of my our energetic resources there and financial resources And so I feel like um, we're coming into a place of more resourcing around her and around us to support her. But um, it has been, as any parent who um, has a child with health issues will know, um, and those who have been through it themselves, um, it is a really tender time of unknowing and of lots of possibilities and of really not knowing Um, the severity or the complexity of what it is that we're dealing with. We're in that middle ground of not having a diagnosis, but having some clues as to what's going on. And um, it's really pushing our own edges of being able to see her in her wholeness, um, whilst also resourcing her and us in a way that is going to enable her to flourish now and in the future. And so I I say that um, not... uh, because um, I, I say it because it's a context within which um, this business business growth should not have been possible and yet it has been possible and I want to talk a little bit about why that's the case. Again, not in a way that induces shame or promotes competition or says like I know what I'm doing because to be frank, I'm often flying by the seat of my pants, which is 
perfect for me and my human design, but um, in a way that can offer some perspective about how we can really step into stewardship of our resources, um, how we can neutralize our relationship with money in order to help us um, to create that bigger root system and safety um, and have the choice that we desire, um, but without necessarily needing to follow the prescribed ways of being in relationship with money and the prescribed ways that we think um, we need to follow in order to make money, because that has certainly not been my case. So that is where I'm coming from in a, in a place where this year I have been stretched uh, in ways that I um, had never been stretched really before since starting my business. And, um, and in ways that have really held me accountable to disrupting norms and challenging systems when every part of me just wanted um, to believe that following the existing ways of doing and being would yield success. And in my case, um, the energetic reserves required to foster that way in my business and in my life just weren't available and haven't been available. Um, and so I've had to find different ways because of course, necessity is always the birthplace of, um, genius. Right. And so for me at every single point in my business, when I've hit a point of, I can't do this anymore and I'm not willing to do that anymore has been the most fiercely generative creative force in order to recalibrate and realign how I'm offering um, my work, what I'm teaching within my work, um, the format that I'm teaching and so on and so forth. And so um, I really believe that my eldest daughter's health challenges continue to um, push us to find regenerative ways um, across lots of different areas of our life. And so on the one hand, it's tender and it's hard and it's complex and it's um, difficult. On the other hand, I can see how um, in the absence of these challenges, I think it would be easy for us to um, to fall into the flow of systems that don't align with our broader values. So that all being said, I wanted to outline some of the things. This has all come off the back of a good like two years, two and a half years of using money as a portal to expand and explore my relationship of resourcing, um, to use money as a way of exploring social change and system change and disrupting entrenched power dynamics and using money as a way to really orient and change my story around my own inner worth. And so I'm not a money expert, but I've done a lot of work over the last couple of years around this that I really felt it was time to share. I think I did a podcast last year and it's evolved even since then. And so I just wanted to share some of the principles and practices that I've found um, that have enabled this uh, steady, sustainable um, growth and also knowing that um, linear growth isn't always, well, it is never in nature, um, is never completely like a linear upward trajectory. And so I fully expect um, maybe next quarter there to be a drop. I don't know, but all, all to say is that I have no expectations that 
this trajectory will necessarily follow because that's not sustainable and that's not how it happens in nature. And so part of um, this journey has really been around being okay and remaining um, oriented to my vision of the world, like on a daily basis, just what like what feels generative and regenerative for me today to do um, in order to continue to share my work in the world um, and evolve it and challenge it and um, co-create it and be open to these conversations without getting stuck in a shame cycle around money, which used to um, really play out cyclically and in a way that left me feeling not very good about myself or my business. So here are the principles, what I've come to know about money and making change. The first thing, the first principle is that money is an ally um, and you are in a relationship with money. And just like any other relationship, particularly one that you've been in relationship with since you were born, stuff can accumulate within that relationship, um, projections, hurts, um, unspoken things, shame, um, also good times, right? That there's this long history within that relationship. And so if you expand your vision out from your current experience of money and currency, excuse me, into look at your whole experience, you will see that there's been ebbs and flows in that relationship, just like anything in in the natural world. And so it's really important to understand that this relationship is just like any other relationship, um, needs tending to, and it needs um, some conversation. It needs some love and nourishment, um, but fundamentally to reorient away from the place of money has power over me and money, I have to do this. Um, that language is really the language of um, toxic capitalism indoctrinated into us. And that is not to say um, that I don't acknowledge and I'm going to talk about further down Um, how money is uh, one element of safety and currency is one aspect of that and really acknowledging the difference in experiences around money trauma relation to our identities and how we've been brought up and conditioned in the world and the access to resources we have depending on the color of our skin and our gender identity and systems we're included and excluded from. And so to say that as a change maker, Could we orient to um, money as an ally, as a resource that we're in relationship with and to move away from some of the language within the change-making space which really demonizes money as a bad thing and yet is dependent on it, right, to support grants and to support vulnerable people Um, and yet at the same time money is demonized, I think, Uh, you'll hear that the underlying principle of everything that I talk about when it comes to money is neutralizing our relationship with it in, um, in tending to the aversion we have to it and the shame we carry about the things we've done with it or haven't done with it or the amount we have or we don't have or the amount of debt that we carry or don't carry. You know, everyone has some level of accumulated experience that we're holding on to, presuming that we're the only ones in the world with that experience of money. And that is just not the case. We all have our own stories. We all have our own experiences. They are all um, 
present in the body and in the felt senses, in the somatic experience. And so really um, a lot of the work that I've done has been around reorienting my relationship with money away from the demonizing that I had um, been brought up with and also carried forward in my own social change work, um, which led me to feel really powerless around it and led me to feel like I don't have choice. I don't have agency. I have to do this for money. Um, and money is this thing that is the deciding thing in every choice in my life. And, um, the weight of that feels really icky, right? So to really just position money side by side as an ally, as a resource, as a relationship with, we can start to even, you may sense, as I say that in your body, you may sense like a little settling. And what I would encourage you to do as we go through this journey together is to really sense into and track in your body what you respond to in my words. Um, I just really starting to track and sense in your body where these tender parts can help to create the map um, for rewriting this relationship into a place where your net worth and your self-worth are not enmeshed so much anymore and where you can really step into using this resource in a way that aligns with your vision of the world that you're trying to create. Okay, so the second thing um, that I've learned about money and making change is that it is just like any other resource in the natural world, it has ebbs and flows and it flows in and around systems and culturally we have an entrenched view of money where we're holding on really, really, really tight to it um, and that there's this gripping sensation. You may even feel that as a somatic experience in your body as I say that and we really don't trust um, flows in and out um, and so a, an exorbitant amount of energy can be spent and I certainly spent on trying to um, control those flows and trying to stop any money going out and increase the money coming in. Um, if we look to the natural world as inspiration, um, which is how I align my business and my life, then we can really see that uh, resources within ecosystems ebb and flow, uh, just like the seasons. In spring, there's a lot of rain. In summer, there's not. And so we can start to release our grip a little, particularly in business, around um, things like, for me, like some people are super motivated by monthly financial targets. Never been a thing for me. Never going to be a thing for me. Doesn't work. Puts my system into a freeze response. And so for me, I feel much more resourced by imagining money flowing into my system as one resource of which I am an ally alongside. And then that money flowing out to people I work with, to clients who I love um, resourcing with gifts and other things, to um, people that support me to run this ecosystem. Um, a couple of years ago, I went to a workshop and uh, with Elizabeth Yelto and she said this phrase that has really stuck with me and that is that she just wanted to be able to write the check and for me that is a big I think as far as my money motivation goes and gets me is that I really want to be able to write the check um, for someone in need and to not even question and think about that and to allow that flow um, outward of me uh, and my system in a 
way that um, is really resourcing for the, for everyone. And so, yeah, just to just to realize um, that there's this flow and that there are cycles and that. Um, again, linear growth is, is, is that really the version of success we should be moving toward or can we build the safety within our systems, build the safety within our bodies to allow um, flow, inflows and outflows uh, to operate according to natural laws rather than laws prescribed, um, uh, extractive laws, should I say. So the third piece that's really important to name, particularly when it comes to money and making change, is that money doesn't make you good or bad. It is uh, neutral. And the uh, expectations, the judgments, the values that each of us put on money, I mean, if you think about money as a resource, the currency is one of um, one aspect of holistic wealth, that you think about what we have come to look to it to do, right? And the expectations that we have come to lay on it. And I just wonder how money might feel in all of this conversation about having all of these desires and projections and judgments and shames piled on top of it. And yet my experience of it is that it really doesn't make you good or bad. It doesn't, um, it doesn't only come to in air quotes, good people. Like I don't even believe in binaries anyway. I'm using this as an example, again, to just neutralize and relax the field around money so that we can use it to design and disrupt and create regenerative ways of being and living and leading and doing business. And so if if we followed the assumption that money um, was bad and that it only went to bad people, well, there's a lot of examples in the world of... Um, of people doing really wonderful things with money as an ally, as a resource, and vice versa. So really to start to disentangle um, the binary and to start to see that money is an amplifier. It amplifies your values. So if you have more of it, it's not going to make you a bad person. It's going to enable you to steward those resources within like a kind of in a circular economy model, which is what we know now in the research is regenerative in order to build new networks, new communities of change, in order to bring about the, the vision of the world we want to see. And so um, having more money is not going to inherently make you good or bad. It is a resource that can be harnessed and it amplifies whatever values you have. And so some people, yes, they desire to accumulate money in order to um, uh, have power over others and uh, that may not be your value and what you want to do with money and so really having a vision of that relationship that you desire to have with money and working towards the vision of the relationship for money rather than the amount can really help us to attune to where um where we need to focus um, at any given time. And like I said, I've been doing this work around my money for two and a half years. I still have debt. I still um, have months where I have aversions and I want to look away, right? It's not, um, it's like because this relationship carries so much, um, so much stuff and baggage, both good and bad, both um, 
resourcing and not so resourcing than really to unenmesh and unentangle and to find safety in our bodies. Um, it takes time and it, money is an inroad to do lots of different work, um, but it is not the end road, should I say. Which brings me to the next piece, which is around um, I worked for nearly a decade in the social change spaces overseas in other countries and I studied for nine years um, how social change happens uh, and how to create I guess economic and um, health outcomes how to improve economic and health outcomes in other countries and let me tell you in all the years of study in all the programs I saw and worked on in all the resources that I was a steward for in that time By far and away, the most resourcing thing that you can do is to give someone money and to give them choice and to give them jobs, right? And so I really want to acknowledge that there is an innate relationship in our systems as they currently stand between money and choice and agency. But we know from the studies that over a certain amount where our basic needs are taken care of, money does not enhance net happiness, right? Like net worth does not enhance net happiness over a certain amount, amount where our basic survival needs can be taken care of. And so to really untangle our desire to make lack of money the problem inherent in our lives requires us to recognize and acknowledge that for so many of us, we carry a felt somatic sense of not being safe in our bodies from experiences of our past. And that for me, the more I've developed tools and worked with therapists and gained support around learning how to discharge when I'm not feeling safe in the day-to-day and then tending to the younger parts which feel unsafe, The more safety I've been able to create in my body, the more safety I've been able to create outside my body as well. And so positioning money, an external resource, as the magic pill that is going to create happiness and happy ever after when we're not also at the same time tending to our inner safety, developing self-compassion, developing resilient and regenerative relationships on which we can lean, developing communities of care, all of these pieces, money is not going to necessarily create um, create. Uh, new and regenerative flows unless we're also doing it side by side with um, other work that enables our bodies to settle and feel safe regardless of whether we our launch makes $10 or $10,000, right? And so the more we can have practices to, in our business in particular, Um, find safety even when we're putting ourselves out there, even when we're launching something. And right now I'm I'm bang in the middle of offering Unbound out into the world. And every time I've done this before, I've created more resilience and bandwidth in my system to be able to support me and prevent me from going to 
well, if no one buys this, um, it means I'm a terrible person and I'm never going to have any money and I feel really unsafe. And so I think that every time, um, like money is a really beautiful inroad into doing that other work alongside is what I would say about that because safety and sufficiency are embodied experiences. And what we also know from the research is that someone can have uh, a huge amount of money and still feel unsafe. Um, and someone can have a huge amount of money and are unable to spend it because of the shame and the guilt that we carry, which are also embodied experiences. And so the question when it comes to our money matters is how can we embody a state where we can recognize that it flows, recognize that it's an ally and work on our relationship with it in a way that enables our system to, yeah, it may feel a little activated, a little mobilized. We may feel our heart racing a little bit, but um, where we're not going into a freeze or a shutdown or an aversion or leading into this problem analysis of our lives, which as a capitalist construct always leads us back to it's because I don't have enough money. And so I really need to do this thing that I don't want to do in order to feel safe. I think that safety is absolutely unequivocally important. What I'm hoping to broaden your perspective to include is that there are different ways of bringing in embodied senses of safety and sufficiency. Um, And while we transition, you know, really tending to that safety and honoring what we want to move toward, um, you know, not shaming, like not everyone has a risk tolerance to, um, to quit their job. And I just don't ever advocate for that. It has to be slower. We build this safety over time. We build this resilience over time. And pretty soon we can stop looking to money, um, in a way that, um, feels unsafe and in a way that feels like we're powerless and we can start really finding some fluidity within our system when we're having um, conversations about it, when we're tending to it, so on and so forth, when we're working on our relationship with it. So the last thing that I'll say, and I've kind of already alluded it to it, is that interestingly, the less I've started to do as in within my business, I've started to really question whether I'm doing something because I think I should, or whether I'm doing something because it feels regenerative. It's coming from desire. It's coming from me responding to something. And it's really aligned with um, a regenerative way. And it's interesting because I feel like that spaciousness in my system has allowed that inflow and outflow. And yeah, as there's been more inflow, there's had to be a lot more outflow and being comfortable with that has, um, been build my tolerance, have had to build my tolerance for that as well. But I think this questioning and challenging this paradigm that, um, money rewards the hardest work, which is definitely something that we're taught. And I'm really working with a new paradigm, a new mantra, which says that, um, I can step into that flow of resources more deeply when there's space. 
and I can steward those resources more cleanly when there's space. And so for me, spending additional time doing things I really don't desire to do, but I think I should in my business. I mean, apart from the podcast and Instagram, I just don't have capacity or bandwidth or desire to really show up anywhere else. And that just has to be enough for me. And I need to believe that I'm still worthy of receiving resources when over the last week, for example, I've worked a day and a half because my family has really needed me there. So I think that finding like, I really don't want you to listen to this and be like, I've got to follow that way. What I'm, what I'm trying to do is create some relaxation, create some spaciousness, create a little reorientation to the relationship in order to ascertain desire and felt sense. And in order to ascertain what we are shooting, as opposed to what feels resourcing for us to do on our business any one day. And my experience is that the more we focus on what is regenerative for us, the more we um, step into a place of feeling worthy of resources when they do come, which opens up more spaciousness in our body to experience that as well. And therefore creates within us a deeper scaffolding to be able to, as I said, write the check when we desire to. But overall, I think what I really, really want to name through this journey that we've been on is to release the charge. Whether you have debt, whether you're making a lot of money in your business, whether you're making a little money in your business, whether you're um, learning for the first time as I am in my 30s to learn how to steward money and have a relationship with it that's healthy, whether you've come from a little whether you've come from a lot, whether you're great with a budget, whether you're not, I love you and nothing you can ever do or say around your relationship with money is not going to, is not going to make me love you. And that you are always worthy of love. You are always worthy of being resourced. You are so worthy of receiving currency. You are so worthy of receiving holistic wealth and broadening out that perspective of wealth from currency to include lots of different forms of resourcing, including unconditional love. There is no amount of shame that you carry about money that would make me not love you. And I just want you to know that wherever you're at in this journey, I so value your courage in thinking about another story to write about money. And I say that not only for yourself and the ripple effects of that in your relationships, but I say that in a way of understanding that when we talk about system change, we're really talking about changes in power. In We're talking about how we can shift resources in a more equitable direction, in a more regenerative direction. We're talking about how to challenge the fact that the 1% owns 50%, right? And how we can create new communities of uh, resourcing and wealth and how we can come back into our innate and old wisdom about sharing resources and around being interconnected with our resources rather than needing to own or have everything ourselves. And so rewriting and challenging the stories, particularly those taught to us by capitalism, and doing that in your body is laying down a blueprint for a more beautiful tomorrow. And it's laying down a blueprint for... um, 
uh, a way in which we can step back into allyship and stewardship of money, which is more equitable, which is more feminist, which is more regenerative. So that all being said, that is all I have to share. I would love to hear what resonated for you um, in this podcast. I would love to welcome you into Unbound, whichever form is calling to you or Embodied Changemaker. I hope you have a beautiful week. I will chat to you soon.